Hi. You know, when Marion phoned me a few, about three weeks ago, and asked if I could do a message this morning, I, uh, I had the bones of this message running through my head, and so I said yes. And then uh, you can imagine my surprise on Monday when I turned into, tuned into the Elam conference, which, by the way, is a very, very good conference, and, and it's online now, so you can tune into any of the four messages. But, uh, Pastor Ralph was speaking, and I about fell off the couch when he started with a passage that I was going to use, and then his next passage was what I was going to use. <laughs> I said, oh no, this message has already been spoken. I, what do I do? And then I... I realized that this is confirmation. This is what God wants to speak to our hearts now. So I can go into this message with full confidence that this is what he wants us to hear. And um, I recommend that you listen to Pastor Ralph's message because he's, he did a really full um, saying of what, what's in my heart to say. But here we go. Um, 45 years ago, when Dave and I got married, uh, God gave us a wedding passage, which was, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And at that time, I, I struggled to really know what that all meant. Like, I thought that passage was more about, don't worry, God will take care of everything. But Dave said, no, it's seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And in the last year or so, Pastor Bob has given us some insight into what that is, what his kingdom is. And then three weeks ago, I was reading in the Bible and uh, the Lord showed me this visual of what it's like to walk in his kingdom. And um, it's from John chapter 1, around verse 51. And Jesus is recruiting his disciples at this time. Philip brings him Nathaniel. And Nathaniel, he hears about Jesus, but says, you know, what good can come from Nazareth? But Philip brings him in anyway, and Jesus says to him, do you believe simply? Oh, no, wait a minute. First, um, Jesus says to him, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathaniel is really impressed with that, this prophetic word of knowledge that the Lord has for him. So he, he's thinking, well, maybe, maybe Philip's right. And then Jesus answers him and says, do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under a fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you will see an open heaven, an open heaven, and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky and with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. Now, there was a picture that I could grasp. Jesus Christ, when he hung on the cross between heaven and earth, became that stairway for us. He died for us. He gave his blood for us. And he opened up the heavens for us. 
So we have everything. We on earth here have everything that he has for us in heaven. And not only that, his messengers are going up and down um, with his answers and with our requests. This, this is the visual that I can walk in. And like Pastor Bob says, this is where we should be living in this reality of being partners with Jesus. So after I read that verse, I got a cold. And it was because our daughter Karen and Ethan came to visit us and they left and they had a cold, but now I had the cold. Now, having a cold during COVID is, you know, it's more than just having a cold. And then I was thinking, uh-oh, this could settle in my lungs because it did last time. It was a bronchiectasis kind of thing and I had to go to the doctor and I had to get medicine. I was thinking, oh, and we have to go to celebrate Thanksgiving next week and here I've got this cold and what if it becomes bronchiectasis? What if it becomes pneumonia? And then I'm thinking, I'm partners with God and he's got his angels going up and down. And I can give him my anxieties. I can give him my worries. I can give him this cold because he died for my diseases. So that's what I did. I said, Lord, just take this cold. <laughs> take my anxieties. Because I was really getting into that spot, which I don't usually do. And uh, he took him a piece settled on me. And a couple days later, the cold was gone. And we were able to go to... Ottawa and have a Thanksgiving celebration and able to take Jill with us so she could have her Thanksgiving celebration and it was a it was a yay God but that's just a small picture of what it's like to be a partner with God like this is not like a human partner that you have let's say you're on a ministry team and and you're with someone and you're praying for someone and one of you prays, and then the other one of you prays. This is like you're on a ministry team with God, and one of you prays, and the other one of you is speaking in tongues, and God is taking up your requests, and he's bringing them down to you, and he's answering that person's need because he's your partner. He's God. We're not even with God. He's the big partner. He's the brains. He's the one that initiates stuff. And we're the hands and feet. And if we're walking in this, if we're walking in this place where we're always partnering with God, we're amazing. <laughs> because we've got him. Um, and God says, all these things will be added unto you. That's the second part of that verse. Seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. And he's got a verse here, and Ralph, Pastor Ralph used this verse too. So uh, it's uh, John 6, verse 5, I think. Um, anyway, Jesus... Um, goes out to preach and there's a lot of people that come up to hear what he's saying. And Jesus, Jesus wants to feed them. 
And he speaks to, to Philip and he says, how are we going to feed all these people? And Philip hears like, where's the resources? How can we get enough money to feed all these people? And uh, he's thinking on a, on a physical realm situation. He doesn't realize it's Jesus that's asking him, how are we going to feed all these people? How are we going to feed all these people? He's right there with Jesus, who has a direct line to God, and who could call all the angels to help in any situation, who could, who could even not die on the cross if he chose to, because he would just call his angels to rescue him. Like, Jesus had all the power in the world, and, and Philip was his partner, because Jesus said, how are we going to feed all these people? And Philip says, well, let's see, we, we need a lot of money, even just to pay them, even just to buy a snack for them. How are we going to do this? And Jesus, uh, Jesus asked Philip this because he was testing him. Because Jesus knows who he is, and Philip just didn't quite comprehend who his partner was. And it's the same with us. We don't quite comprehend who our partner is. And Jesus went on to feed all the people. And he wasn't just giving them a little communion wafer, one for everybody. This was a full meal. This was lots of good bread and fish, enough protein so that they could walk back to wherever they had to be going. He fed 5,000 people, and that's the men, and then there's the women and the children, and there was stuff left over. And that's the kind of partner we have. And Jesus wants us to know this, that God is our partner, and he opened up the heavens for us. Some people call this, this thing about seek ye first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you, uh, a spiritual law. Because it, it just is a law. It's like the law of gravity. Like if I have something and I drop it, I don't want to drop anything here. I'll drop somebody else's paper. If I drop it, <laughs> it'll fall. That's the law of gravity. That's a physical law. Um, this law, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you, is called, in some circles, the law of prime interest. So if we're seeking what God wants for us, if he's telling us what he would like us to do, we can count on it that he will bring the provision. And we've got examples of that. Like last week when uh, Della spoke and there was a couple that came to her with a substantial sum of money. And they, they wanted to give that to the DTM ministry. And Adela received it and accepted it. And the next thing you know, there's a big need that needs all that donation. And she's got it right there. She's ready to send it to the Philippines where there's a sudden flood and all these people need food and clothing and they need it right away. And Della didn't have to go looking for the money because it was there already. God provided. That was her, um, 
her thing that God was asking her to do was to be there for this situation in the Philippines and she's able to do it because he provided and there was no question that he wouldn't provide. And Pastor Ralph brought up a situation that he was in. God called him to be the leader of Elam and that was to, to move into that full-time ministry. And suddenly his resources seemed to be gone. But God came through and there was another source of provision for him because that was what God was calling him to do. Calling him to um, be Elam's leader so that small, spirit-filled churches all across Canada could come into this body and be supported by it. And he knew that's what he had to do. And God called him to do it and he gave him the provision. Now the same thing is, is happening here at FCF. Last year, when we made up the budget, the, about this time of year, um, we were kind of in a pickle because we'd always, our budget had always been, okay, this is the way you do it. You line up your resources, this is on the income side, and you line up your expenses, this is on the expense side, and they balance. And at the end of the year, you got by. You just got by. Um, that's the way it worked. But last year at this time, there was a lot of people that God called away. Like uh, the Newmans were gone. Sharon Maxwell was gone. Um, Ed and Sheila were gone. Uh, the Lanazaks were gone. All these people that were part of our community were called into different areas of ministry. And here we were with a lot less income, if you want to look at it on a financial level. And we knew that God was calling us as FCF to be doing certain, certain things. So we did this visioning process. And as a board, we looked at what is God calling us? What is our purpose? What is our prime interest? What should we be doing? And we knew we had to keep our missionaries. We had to keep supporting our missionaries because that's what we're about. We knew we were a house of prayer and that Pastor Bob spearheads that house of prayer and he also spearheads leading out to the nations. So if we decided, which would have been probably the thing we might have done if we hadn't been looking to God, was okay, we can't afford a full-time pastor we just won't have a full-time pastor. We won't give him the opportunity to spearhead out to the nations or be this center house of prayer. And we'll have to get rid of Lorna because like, she's just excess. But no, because <laughs> she's the administrator that keeps Pastor Bob able to do his stuff because so, she can do the administrating and he doesn't have to be... Um, all tied up in that area and she does it really well and we knew we had a treasure in Lorna we knew we had a treasure in Pastor Bob and we knew that he'd given the Lord had given us this were we gonna let it go it was the it was no we couldn't let it go so we put them in the budget we put Pastor Bob in the budget we put Lorna in the budget um, we even gave him a little tiny raise and uh, we kept our missionaries
And then we were $30,000 short on that side. So in faith, as a board, we said, well, that'll be God's provision. We'll mark that on the income side as God's provision. And so there's a line in our budget for this year that says God pro God's provision, and it's almost $30,000. And now we're coming to the end of the year, and so how, how did that work for us? And I'd just like to ask Dave to come up, and maybe you could give a little financial report about how we're doing with that. Am I supposed to be facing this way or this way? I think you should talk to the people, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So this is how things have turned out. This, this is up to the end of September. Um, so our, this is just on the revenue side right now, the first part that I'm talking about. So our budgeted revenues were about 125,000 and our actual revenues are 115,000. So we're about 10,000 <coughs> short on the revenue side for general budget and about $600 short on benevolence and $700 short on missions. So that first part doesn't sound so good, does it? But um, also on our expense side, we're somewhat lower. So Really, if you look at it, uh, the surplus at the end of September, or basically what's in our bank, is about for the, is about sixty thousand for the general budget, and uh, thirty-five hundred for benevolence, and about six hundred for missions. And our target on the budget for the general budget was a surplus or an ending balance of fifty thousand. So we're actually about ten thousand dollars ahead of the game. So that's pretty good. So as you can hear from that, God doesn't work on our physical, natural realm level. He's working as our senior partner, and if we're believing him for provision, it's going to be there, and it might not look like the form of what you thought how that was going to happen, but he comes through. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, I think that's what the thing, and he's got an open husband, and he's our partner, and if we hear him and walk in what he's calling us to do, like he's calling Hannah to go to university, and she's walking in that belief, He's coming through, and we can count on it. It's, it's a spiritual law, and he's such a good, good God. And if, he hadn't, if Jesus hadn't died on the cross, we wouldn't be in this place. We are so blessed just, just to know him, and I'm just so grateful. And another thing that he's doing is he's, answering our declarations. The prophetic words that he's left with us over the, the last 20 years and that are encapsulated in our, in our uh, declarations that we do every Sunday pretty well, he's answering them. 
Like one of the dec declarations says, we are dispossessing the enemy. We are not just getting by. Our storehouses are full. We give ourselves completely to your purposes, even though we may not fully understand. And I feel like that's where we are. We give ourselves completely to his purposes, even though we don't fully understand. And people will see your love in us and encounter the reality of that love. God, what you say will come to pass, is coming to pass. We will submit to you and do what you say. These vision statements are becoming our reality and I just, I just thank him for bringing us together in unity and making this possible that as a body of, of believers, we can stand together and know that he's leading us. And now we're coming up to making another budget for 2022. We want to be hearing what God's telling us. As a board, we have to draw that budget up again. And as a board, I'm sure we're willing to put in a chunk for God's provision if he tells us something that he really wants us to do. But we have to know in our heart that's what he's calling us to. So if any of you, any of you hear from the Lord, that this is what he intends for Flamborough Christian Fellowship in this year ahead. Just let a board member know. And um, we'll pray about it, because we don't want to be get out, get out of God's will, and we don't want to be like, name it, claim it. We're not going there. But we do want to be doing what God's asking us to do, and we can count on the fact that he'll be there for us, and he'll bring in the provision. And that's it for today.